Amen. Is this yours? Oh, I'll keep it if it's yours. Do you want it? Oh, he's got all kind of gizmos. Well, praise the Lord. Wow, that just, you know what? The Holy Ghost is so great in how he orchestrates things. Because Brother David, we didn't, we did not discuss what I was preaching tonight or the order of the service or anything. Just, just led by the Spirit. Thank God for Spirit-led worship leaders. Amen. Amen. And, uh, just, just, I don't know, it just takes us to another level, but the service couldn't be set up any better for the message that I've had on my heart to share with you tonight. Um, so we'll just do this little business later. Um, open your Bibles. Now, you know what? I'm going to tell you, this, this meeting is just feeding me. And I'm, you know, I'm hanging on every word that's being preached. You know, from, from, uh, Pastor Steve and Pastor Kurt and, uh, and even today, uh, we had a, a, a small meeting at lunch, a minute, sort of a minister's meeting, uh, about some things that we're going to be doing. And, uh, hearing Pastor Greg from Tulsa just share his vision is just the, and the part that, insp- that I got excited about was his testimony. Amen. Uh, a Lutheran pastor who, uh, gets filled with the Spirit and finds the finished work of Christ and begins to preach it in his church as people began to leave <laughs> and got down to, what did you say, 20 people, 20, counted 20, thought, well, that's it, we're done, probably, just a handwriting on the wall. And then uh, God supernaturally began to fill the building with people hungry for the truth of the gospel. And, uh, you know, we're not promoting, I just want you to know through, anyway, that, I was hanging on every word you were saying too. I was just like, this is like, you know, life to me. Amen. Praise God. So for me, it's nice to be at a conference where I don't feel like I have to spit out sticks all the time. Amen. We can just eat the whole, isn't it nice to eat a meal and you just love every bite and just... Sop up the rest with the bread and don't even care if somebody sees you and, you know, your country ways just come out on the bread and the sauce. They said, this sauce is too good to leave on this plate. And, uh, so all your manners go out the window. That's the way I feel. I just feel like, uh, I'm just like, uh, just gobbling it up. Amen. Uh, for me anyway, every word. Praise the Lord. So I, I trust that many of you, are feeling the same thing. Uh, I want to say this right off the the top here, especially because we're live streaming, a lot of folks watching. Uh, you know, we're we're not none none of us here in this conference. I, I I don't want to be presumptuous and speak for anyone else, but I feel that that everyone would agree with this. We're not promoting a new message. We're not promoting some some new revelation or some. Uh, twist to a doctrine, some, you know, some device to employ to get people excited about something. We're just talking about Jesus and his and what he's done. Paul prayed and the prayers were so prolific that they made it into the Bible, thank God. But Paul prayed that God would, and he... Think about what he did know. Think about the revelation he had and what he was able to put to pen so that we can now read it in our Bibles. And even with all that tremendous revelation that we study the rest of our Christian lives, everything Paul said. And even with that, he was praying for a greater comprehension of really the love, he said, of the love of God. Amen. So, New Testament... Preaching, New Testament understanding and Christianity is really just a study of the great vastness of the love of God. That's really all it is. 
And, uh, you, you know, we can get into hair-splitting arguments over one or two scriptures. But uh, the, the overall thing is, is how much God loves us and how united we are with Jesus. And that's the big picture. I always say that's the end product. You know, Brother Hagen promoted one book more than any other. Uh, at least that's my view. Uh, and I was in a couple of his meetings. <laughs> uh, and um, that's, that's, that's uh, facetious. But I was in a couple of his meetings, and uh, he, you know, we would not only would play music, but then we'd be at the book table. And we promoted one little mini book more than any other book, and that was in him. And I remember him talking about that. You know, if you'd study who you are in Christ, it'll really help you as a believer. And then it would be, you know, it's got scriptures listed in him, in whom, by whom, and, and get an understanding and see yourself in Christ and see yourself united with Christ. And as Paul so aptly put it in Colossians, don't be the headless body running around trying to fix the body. Hold on to the head. Keep your hands on the head, on Jesus. Praise the Lord. Be connected. And then that's where everything is. Okay, end of story. We could go home now. But we won't. All right. Turn to Matthew 11. I hope you can tolerate my humor. You know, I just uh, can't help it. Can't help it. You just can't help it. All right, help it. Hep, H-E-P. All right. Matthew 11. 28 through 30, we're going to read the King James Version about the Father's care. Because we're talking about what's finished. And I'll tell you what's finished is God's decision to take care of us. You are not forsaken. Amen. So Jesus is talking here. And we're going to read this from the King James because everybody's got something like that. And then we're going to read it from the CEB, which is Common English Bible, because it just really makes it clear. And Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll give you 19 ways to get the victory in the church to die. No, I will give you steps. I'll give you an assignment. No, I will give you rest. The faith life is all about rest. It isn't about sweating and working to get something from God. Why would you sweat and work to get something that he's already given you? Amen. Why would we have to have a breakthrough meeting to break through what redemption's already provided? Why would we have to send money to a television ministry to have the breakthrough that Jesus already paid for with his own blood and no money could add to it? Just wondering. I will give you rest. Rest is an interesting word. Because, uh, you know, we, we understand it means, you know, uh, relaxing in a way from our labors. Resting from our labors. But rest also has a lot to do with the word confidence. And putting all of our weight on something because you could say that the building is resting on the foundation you rested yourself onto the chair tonight when you sat on it 
It's kind of a picture of faith and trust. Because you put your full weight upon it. Hallelujah. So to be in faith, we've gotten a picture of faith of a person pacing up and down and quoting scriptures and, you know, and binding demons and rebuking and binding and binding and rebuking some more and and binding this to loose that and emergency tongues. (laughs) You can tell there's tongues that are prayed in fear. You can hear the fear in the tongues, you know, the emergency tongues. They have a different tone. (laughs) And... uh, You know, the idea of rest means putting all your weight on something. And, and, and in a sense relaxing because you have trust that whatever you're putting your weight on will hold you up. Hallelujah. So real faith, uh, is never in a panic. Real faith and trust is never, uh, uh, you know, Calling all the prayers from north to south to join. I mean, you know, whatever. I'm just telling you, real faith rests in God. Real trust rests in God. Grace has provided this structure that will hold us up. And we... And we, and we put all of our, we put all of our confidence and just lay back and say, ah, I'm in the arms of Jesus. You know that Psalm 91, um, secret place of the Most High has something to do with this. I, 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 you know, I used to struggle with where that was. And you know, we even had some faith preachers. That would give you the impression that the secret place of the Most High was this place where you had kept all the rules and, and you know, you had confessed all the right confessions. Boy, you know, we really added in, in, in certain movements, we really added layers of effort. Because at least as Pentecostals, all we had to do was live right. You know, if we kept the rules and kind of stayed out of the big sins, we were good to go. But then when we got the faith movement going, we added stuff to that. We not only had to live right, but then we got to make sure we're not thinking a negative thought. And we got to make sure that we're saying it right every time. And we got to be praying in the uh, diverse kinds of tongues. Because if we don't get over into the deep things of tongues, then the, the breakthrough won't happen. And then, you know... <laughs> And then we've got to worship with our whole heart, not just part of it. And then we've got to believe with our heart, not our head. And then you're trying to not think it, so you're not in, your faith isn't in your head. And I'm trying to not think about my faith being in my head, and I gotta squish it down in my heart so that, so that my eyeball will pop open and I can see, you know. Hey, it wasn't just us holiness folks that's got leaven. We word of faith got folks got got a little bit too. We got our own leaven factories cranking it out. You can smell the bread cooking. Is the yeast? We don't. We like to make fun of other groups and their leaven. We don't want to talk about our own. And I'll just be bold here. Might as well just make enemies out of everybody tonight. There's even some some of us grace people that we're we're starting our own versions of leaven. You got to say it the grace way, or you're in trouble. I'm telling you, it just never. You know, it just there's something about religion that tries to creep in. And, and, and make works out of, I mean, you can make works out of anything. 
You can make works out of grace. Here's grace. Now here's how to operate in it. Oh, please spare me that session. I don't want a session on how to operate in the gift. Good Lord, help us. And it's really the work of the devil to try to always get us out of faith and get mean, get us out of trust, get us out of rest, get us out of confidence that God's already done it. We're talking finished. Jesus didn't die on the cross and utter, it started. No. (laughs) He said, it's finished. From the cross, it started, y'all. I don't smell the bread baking. No. It's finished. Amen. Man, you know, even even the worship culture got into works. I'm not picking on anybody. I've been a part of all of it. But I'm even the worship culture. You know, if you if you're gonna get something from the Lord tonight, you gotta be worshiping at a higher level than we are now. <laughs> it's that Richard Nixon thing. You know, you know. I will tell you, I've been doing that for years. And the older I get, the more action <laughs> that you'll get out of the jowls. One day I'm going to do, be doing that and I'll still be talking. Three minutes later, it'll still be going. Oh, oh. Um, it, it, it brings up, you know, for years I, you know, you know, for years I, I did not live in the state of Florida. And I used to say, I don't know why everybody moves to Florida. You know, they, everybody hits 50 and everybody moves to Florida. What is it about heading that far south? And I figured it out. You have your body already starts heading south with age. Your entire body begins to, to gravitate to the south. And finally, you just give up and give in and go with it and move. Just quit fighting it. Some things aren't worth fighting. All right, praise God. It's good to laugh, isn't it? We've been crying for 500 years. My meetings are known for people leaving and going, that was so sweet. That was just such a sweet spirit. No, I'm kidding. All right. That really doesn't happen. Um... I will give you rest. Praise God. So, if you every time you see the word give or gift, it means grace. I will grace to you rest. It's a gift. That's a pretty good gift, rest. Something you can just lay your whole weight on. Oh, thank God I've got Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find steps for victory. No. Rest. Everybody say the word rest. Jesus worked so we could rest. You will find rest under your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, you know, growing up in church, you used to hear people stand and testify and they'd say, well, you know, brother, pastor, I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to serve the Lord. You know, I finally would say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to stop it all. Why don't you just stop trying and just rest in him? Well, I'm trying to be holy. Stop it in the name of Jesus. Just stop. And rest in Him. Your holiness comes from Him or you don't have any anyway. There's no such thing as flesh holiness that's flesh generated. Give me a Pentecostal break. 
Matthew eleven twenty eight again. We're going to read it again, this time from the Common English Bible. And I love this. Because, see, there's this idea, even in faith, we got this idea of a hard, struggling way. You know, I'm going to faith. Look at her. Look at her. Believing for her healing. She's faithing it out. I've actually heard that terminology. Faithing it out. Going cold turkey. Faithing it out. Help her, Jesus. Well, no. He says, come to me. All you who are struggling hard. We've all been there. We've all been the one struggling hard. And we've actually thought it kind of got us points with God to do it. You know, like, yeah, look, God, look at me. Look at me sweat for you. Struggling hard and carrying heavy loads. And I will give you... Rest. Again, no steps. I will give you rest. Please, no more steps. I don't want steps. I've got, I've got, I've got CD series, you know, propping up furniture. That's got all the steps I need in it. <laughs> Leaven filled CDs make great furniture levelers. All right. I will give you rest. Put on my yoke and learn from me. I'm gentle and humble and you will find rest for yourselves. My yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. Amen. Amen. Now let's turn to uh, a few more verses here. You getting anything out of this tonight? Matthew six twenty four. I think it was... Uh, yeah, this morning, the sessions, you know, we're in sessions day and night. You can't remember which, which one something was said. This morning, Pastor Steve talked about faith and, oh, it was just tremendous. But, you know, we, we begin to believe that, that an answer that we need is depending on us and, and it depending on my confession and, and I've got to hold this and if I don't hold this in faith, the whole thing's going to crumble. That's like wrong, okay? <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. There's no rest in that. If you're not resting, I'm sorry, you're not in Bible faith. I don't know what you're in. You're probably in dead works. Just to be honest. Have you ever felt that? I've felt that pressure. I felt like if I don't, if I don't confess this just right and hold this, our finances are gonna, you know, go six ways to purgatory. You know, I've gotta hold up the kids and the family and I gotta, it's all, you know, and we gotta, we gotta agree and we gotta say it right, you know, and if, you know, Cherie and I, is anybody else live there? You're on the same street at all? You know, my poor wife, you know, bless her heart, it's a miracle she lives with me after trying to live through the faith era with me, with me. Because, you know, if she even asked the question about something, don't say that, we're confessing this. I was scared to death of somebody saying something around me that didn't agree with my confession because I'm, I believe in God here. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, my wife, an apology. You know, we, we were both kind of into that thing. How many know what I'm talking about? And I'm not, I'm not saying that we don't agree with the Bible, agree with God. Amen. I like, like Pastor Steve said, I'd rather be around positive people speaking positive things than negative people always just, you know, cursing themselves. You know, there is a truth there. But boy, you know, any truth carried into the ditch becomes something else. It becomes... An untruth, I suppose. And, uh, and so you know, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, am I the only person here that's ever done this? Everything we've ever said has come to pass, brother. <laughs> Glory be to God. Well, good for you. You pray for me. <laughs> but I tell you, you know, I tell you what, the fear, 
the fear that comes with that, that, that it's all riding on me and riding on my faith and riding on my confession. And I've got to get this healing for myself. And I've got to get this money for my family. And I've got to believe it in for the ministry. And then you get all, then you get all religious about that. It's not for me, Lord. It's for the ministry. The ministry that you called me to, it's your ministry, it's really your problem, but I'm believing for it. The money for the ministry. <laughs> and it's on me, I'm, I'm the faith, I'm Mr. Man of Faith, I'm holding it. No, it's terrible. Not in faith, I don't know what that is, I don't even know what to call that. It's nonsense, really. It's a lack of understanding. We'll leave it there. Something nicer. But we're going to learn this, praise God. I'm going to live in this if it hair lips the devil. Hallelujah. I am going to rest. And the minute somebody tries to get me into some kind of program... I will fold my arms and sit down. Because once it becomes a work, it's no longer by faith. You can't have a mixture of faith and work. You're either in faith, you're either trusting, you're either resting, or you're out. And I'm not going to get out of faith. I'm going to rest in God. Hallelujah. I'm believing that He has done it. Praise God. He broke the power of the devil for me. I'm not believing for a breakthrough on May 15th when the special offering is counted. I had my breakthrough at Calvary. Glory. Woo. Can a guy in a striped pink shirt shout? <laughs> Hallelujah. No, okay, Jesus said this. This is some preacher you don't like. Matthew 6, 24. Now we're going to see how much God has got our back and is taking care of us. And I'm going to show you how your supply is not based on your sowing and reaping. Mm, one amen and a couple of groans and 14 dirty looks. I'm going to show you that God has provided for us. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and we get the privilege of, 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 of giving to what we believe in and what God moves in our heart to be a part of. We get to, we get to build churches and, and Bible schools and orphanages and, and, and things for God. Amen? We get to do it. It's a privilege to do it. We're not manipulating God's system. Alright, I'll give you this if you'll give me that. What kind of a deal is that? And then it becomes, as somebody said, it becomes like the mafia. God is the mafia. It's tribute money. Because if you don't give it, the devil will get it. God will see you're cursed. Your washer and dryer will blow up. Your vacuum, I've actually heard, it's, it's like a, a whole list of appliances for some reason. It starts with the appliances. It's, it's washers, dryers, vacuum cleaner, it'll blow up and a piece of it will fly in your eye. And then you'll, you'll lose an eye over it. The devil will get it if you don't give it. That's mafia, man. Tribute money. If you don't want this business to burn down, you're liable, you know, you'd be smart to do, you know. Great. 
That's a neat God. Can't we just throw somebody in the volcano once a year and appease things? Why do we have to daily do this thing? Other religions is easier because every once a year you find the virgin to throw in the volcano. All right. Jesus is talking here and he says, no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other. Or he will stand by and be devoted to the one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Uh, this is amplified. Deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever else is trusted in. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious and worried about your life. I, I like to preach this. I preach this a lot. What you shall eat, what you shall drink. Or about your body, what you shall put on, is not life greater in quality than food and the body far and above more excellent than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for example. They neither sow nor reap. I didn't write this stuff. This would not make a good partner letter for an evangelistic association. Because you're trying to get people to sow into your good ground and you don't want to send that verse. There's other ones that would work better. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them anyway. What kind of a deal is that? I'd rather be a bird than some of these meetings. Are you not worth much more than they? Well, apparently not. <laughs> and who of you, by worrying or being anxious, can add one unit of measure, even a cubit, whatever that is, to his stature or to the span of his life? Why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field. Most people in Florida are not so anxious about clothes, I've noticed. We're walking in this down here now. Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. This is Jesus telling us to consider this. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his magnificence, excellence, dignity and grace was not arrayed like one of these. First Kings 10, 4, 37. But if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is alive and green and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more? Now, hang on to your hat here, whatever you got your toupee. <laughs> Will he not much <laughs> more surely clothe you? Oh, you. Now, look at this. This is phenomenal. Oh, you of little faith. Now, this passage was never a big hit during the faith movement. <laughs> Because we don't like to talk about what you can get with little faith. We like to talk about what you can get with great faith. I have not seen such great faith. No, not even in Israel. Mm. And he says, oh, you of little faith. Isn't it interesting that he said, oh, you of little faith. It really, if you think about that, he's going to give us, we're talking about supply here. See, grace is a supply word. It's a supply side of God. He is supplying. 
all of our need, all of our could ever want or desire. He, it's a, and it's not just a, a, you know, an annual thing like a Christmas present or a bonus. It's continual flow of life to us always. Ooh, do I dare say this? Okay, well. <laughs> David Ellis will encourage you to say all kinds of things. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, you know, isn't it interesting that he said, Oh, ye of little faith. I'm telling you, uh, he is supplying. Now, this, this, this ought to help you. You know, you don't need to be in fear over anything. And we don't need to be in fear over not being in faith. And then the moment that we have a little moment of fear, natural fear, a concern, you know, a little worry that tries to creep in. We don't need to lose our minds and think, oh, no, now I'm back to zero. I've got to rebuild my faith. And what happened in all that time that I was, you know, concerned and and I even made a bad confession. God forbid, you know. What about during all that time? What was God doing? Well, God, you, you don't give God anything to work with. You, you've taken away something for God to work with. He has to take a step back from you, fold his arms, and wait for you to get back in faith. Does anybody relate to this? Am I speaking Mandarin, Chinese? Have I moved into diverse kinds of tongues and I don't realize it? Has anybody ever been here with me? Did you ever get in fear because you got out of faith? You thought was, you got out of works of faith. But you got out of what you thought was faith out of your confession, out of your thought life being corrected and everything. And oh, that thought life thing used to drive me crazy. I almost lost my marbles over trying to control my thought and bring every thought unto captive under the obedience of Christ. And I was always trying to capture my thoughts and cram them into the obedience of Christ. And, uh, oh, oh man, what a, what a, what, what a 30 year ride. Torment, kind of. You know, we learned some great things, thank God, but then we also learned some stuff that wasn't so good. And, and, ah! Uh, I would, you know, at times you think, I, I'm going to give up, I can't do this. I used to have friends who were from Pentecost, and we said it was easier being Pentecostal than Word of Faith. So we didn't have to do all this stuff, man. I didn't have to chant. Not only chant, i got to control my, my thoughts. And so, you know, here, here's, here was my big, bold statement. Oh, whoopee-doo, but... My thought is this, oh ye, will he not, the, the, the grass, the flowers don't t- work and toil and the birds don't sow and reap or gather and yet he loves us more. Will he not clothe us, take care of all of our supply that we need in this world? Will he not, this is a good prosperity message by the way, will he not take care of us? Oh, ye of little faith. And in fact, even when we're not resting, even when we're not in faith, even when we break the grace rule and we start getting over into dead works because we're just human and sometimes we do and don't even mean to. Even then, he's still supplying. Even then, he never folds his arms at us and steps back in disgust and says, no, I'm not doing it for them now. I don't know. That's not our God. That's not our Father. Now I'm stealing Kurt's message, but it's the truth. He will, will he not much more surely clothe you, O ye of little faith. Thank God it doesn't say, O ye of great faith. Because if yes, it's our faith. Listen, God is not, the point of this message is God is not supplying. Jesus is trying to tell us what our Father is like. He's saying He, God. He's talking about God. He says God will, He will surely clothe you. God, He's saying the Father. This is who the Father is. This is what the Father will do. 
Let me tell you, I know him. And let me, let me introduce you to your new dad. Let me introduce you to your born again in the family of God dad. I'm going to tell you what he's like. He, well, he is good. He is not neglectful and he does not Put a price on his love and it is not performance based and it is not based on just on how well we keep his rules. House rules. House of the Lord rules. Number one. You know. And then on down. And if you do that. And you hold your mouth just right when you say it. And you tremble in fear. And show him how deathly afraid of him you really are. Then you're on the road at least. You never are there, right? You're always just on the road to blessing. We're almost there. It's just around the corner. When the praise gets up to the higher levels of the glory of the incense of the burning of the whatever. (laughs) Then it hits God's ear and it's the right note of the spirit. I was in that meeting. (laughs) The note. We got to have the note. Where's the note? That's not it. But the Lord's going to show us the note one day. Literally. And then somebody's on the piano. Ding, 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 ding. No, that's not it. That's not it. We got to get to the higher levels. Where's the ding, ding, ding. So it would be a natural thing to go up a half step if we're going to go higher. Ding, 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 ding. And then a half a step. Ding, 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 ding. No, that's not it. God, it doesn't have to be that difficult. Like I said, if we're going to pick a group just, you know, for eat, let's become Episcopalians. Because they have the less rules and everything's already built. It's been built for 300 years. and You know, you just go and you take a little communion and you go home. And they tell you you're all all right. He says, um, Oh, ye of little faith. Thank God it's not dependent on our faith. But it's dependent on his love. This is all Jesus is saying. My father loves you so much. That it's based on his goodness. And his magnificence. And it's the kind of love that we don't understand on human level. And that's why Paul said that I may comprehend this great love. The height of it. The depth of it. The width and breadth. I want to see it because it's so too good to be true. It's so vast. You get lost up in it. And you don't know where it starts and where it ends. And... It surrounds you and it's all around you and it's beside you and it's in you and, and, uh, and you're overwhelmed. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a chorus you guys used to sing, uh, about, uh, I'm, my heart is overwhelmed, you know, uh, at, at, at the greatness, at the magnificence. You, you know, you get to the place where you don't want to even, you want to just, you know, we we were almost there tonight, you know. But you get to the place with, with worship. When you really understand His love, I'm not worshiping to get Him to move in the meeting. I'm not worshiping so that I'm a part of raising the meeting to the higher levels of glory. I'm not working the worship thing. But I'm worshiping just because I can't help it. And then... Something happens to where there's no more song to sing in this tongue. 
and there's not even hardly any song to sing in other tongues. You just stand in silence in His presence and you're filled and your heart and you just are awestruck at His greatness and your and His love for you. And you know good and well it's not anything you've confessed or prayed or worked or done. It's just His Hallelujah. magnificence. And you stand there in that and you just can't hardly bear it. It's so great. Ha ah, ha, that's what I want to have. Amen. In fact, we'll do some of that here in just a minute more. I don't think we finished a while ago. We're just going to worship God and just see what we go to. What's wrong with that? We got a piano. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He said, therefore, we'll finish this up and then we'll, we'll do that. In fact, why don't you guys come and get ready, David and Mueller's. Amen. Amen. Do we have another mic? I, I like Alicia singing too. Can you come sing with us? Praise the Lord. We got some singers from out of town. That's a joke. Praise God. All right. He said, therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, what are we going to have to eat? What are we going to have to drink? What are we going to have to wear? For the Gentiles, the heathen, wish, in other words, those without a covenant, those with no understanding, wish for and crave, diligently seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows well that you need them all. He's not holding back anything, folks. He's not holding back your house you need, your car you need, your, your clothes you need, your money you need. To, well, i got to pay the tax. And, well, he put it in the mouth of the fish or the alligator or something. Really? There's Bible stories galore of, of miraculous supply. At the wedding in Canaan, they ran out of refreshment and Jesus made it. He cares about even silly things like that almost. It's like, okay, so the host is embarrassed. I'm sorry, we didn't order enough wine. Jesus said, well, I'll fix it. Mary goes, hey, they're out of wine. Jesus said, my time has not come yet. And Mary ignores him because it's his mother. Mothers do this to you. Why do they do it? It's revenge for the pain of childbirth. They have a right to do anything to you they want. Okay. These are the facts of life. Now, what are we gonna, what are we gonna have? Do, the Father knows you need, well, He knows well you need them all. But seek and aim and strive after first of all His kingdom, which is the kingdom of grace and love. And his, it's not the kingdom of rules. And his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. His way of doing and being right. You know what? His way of doing and being right? Accepting his gift. That's his way. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Finally, Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into the 17 steps to victory. No, labor to enter into that rest, lest any man after the same fall, after the same example of unbelief. We're not going to fall tonight. Amen. We're going to rest in Christ. Amen. So what I want you to do, let's stand up together. What I want you to do, whatever, if you're heavy laden tonight in any way, any kind of burden, worry about your business, your, maybe you got some bills coming up. I don't know, you know, stuff, life, kids, kids have gone nuts on you. Something's happened. Uh, 
just just cast it on the Lord and let's, let's just fall back and rest in his love amen and you just follow what you got in your heart man. praise God yes Jesus loves me you know it